Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Me, you didn't expect to see three chairs. You expect <laughs> to see Jay. Uh, G. Bush is in New York City. I don't know what he's doing there. He's got that <laughs> fancy background back there. G. Bush, where are you? What the heck's going on? I can't hear G. I can't Bush. Hear. We had audio a second ago at G. Bush. Wait, you hear me now? Ah, now we hear him. Take two, uh, G. Bush. Here we go. I'm in the palatial states right now, man. I'm in the penthouse on the on the on the top floor. And what I did is, you know, the bat signal went out. G. Bush had to get in this studio and, and, and show you how we really do it up, up here at the penthouse. Bruce Wayne just left. Uh, Tony Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark is coming over later. We'll have some drinks, but I figured it out. I I check in with y'all fellas, man. See how y'all doing. Good to see you, my friend. It's sad not to have you see you in person, but uh, good to see you. Brad Sellers is here. Absolutely. Brad, how are you? What's going on? I'm doing good. G, you're in the penthouse. We're going to hold the first floor down for you down here over here, baby. First floor over here. I got you, man. I appreciate y'all out there. Drink some of that coffee and water for me. Gee, this is your your setting is very motivational for me, man. I, I truly want to I aspire to be there one day, you know? I gotta work my way up. Hey, this is all this is all from Dorothy Bush. Shout out to Mama. She's an interior decorator. So she said uh what we're looking for for your aesthetic here at your home is th- this is the black Johnny Carson look right here. I should have had this. Here. It's the black Johnny Carson, right? Yeah, that's that's what. Yeah, yeah, I I, I see that. I I buy that. I'm surprised your dad didn't get some like baseball memorabilia in the mix. No, he couldn't get get his way in there. She she said that didn't go with the the decor. (laughs) She said keep that. That's in the man cave. She all I told her is I gave her the bag and she said let me. Do you do you worry about getting your deposit back? I said heck no. She was like okay here we go. (laughs) See this this don't come off by the way. This ain't never. Coming off. That's Sorry it. to my landlord. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, G and and Jay, who's not not with us today, obviously, uh, had an interesting conversation off the air about what the league might do next. We're going to get to that in a few minutes. Aditi's going to be with us today. Leroy Horde's going to be with us today. So a lot to get to. But obviously, I haven't been here the last couple of days. And I, I just wanted to spend a couple of minutes and, and, and kind of talking about what has happened here since the result came out about Deshaun Watson. I have read the entire report from Sue Robinson, as I'm sure many of you have at this point. And I'm really fascinated by the whole thing. Number one, you know, in life, we have all become entrenched in our camps, right? There's nothing more noticeable than in politics, and we've always been entrenched in our camps to some degree, but now it's more extreme than ever. We are unwilling, all of us, or most of us, shouldn't say all of us, to listen to anybody's opinion when they don't agree with us. We get in our silos, and we only want to hear from people that believe exactly the way we do. And to some degree, this has happened also with this situation. People have decided they're in the Watson camp or they're in the anti-Watson camp. 
and neither side will listen to the other, even when some people are being reasonable, guys. And the reason I bring this up is because if you just saw that she suspended him for six games without pay, as we're seeing there, can't use the team masseuses, must stay out of trouble, you would say, without reading what she found in this case, that he was, you know, did, what he did wasn't that bad. And that that's why it was only a six-game suspension and not this long suspension that the league wanted. But if you actually read it, I don't see, and, and listen, you know, I've been talking about this for months. I have said consistently that Deshaun Watson should be suspended eight games or less. I've said consistently, you know, they, there's, some, there's some holes in this story from some of the people and blah, blah, blah. I have been, if you will, if we had to define it, in the Deshaun Watson camp. And I'm still, even after reading everything I read, guys, fine with the six-game suspension. Here's my problem. The people that have defended Deshaun Watson, and again, I'm one of them. If you're going to come out and say, well, listen, we believe, we, we all, a lot of us said, whatever Sue Robinson decides, we're okay with that. Haven't a lot of us said yes, that, right? Yes, we do. So, gee, you've said it, I've said it. So, yep. Sue Robinson came out and said six games. And so, all of us that were wanted Watson to have a short suspension or no suspension were like, yes, six games, that's great. But if you read what she wrote, it's very clear that Deshaun Watson is not completely innocent. And I don't think anybody should be going on TV. I don't think anybody should be on Twitter arguing that Deshaun Watson is a victim, that he's done absolutely nothing wrong, and this is some grand scheme to get him. That at this point, based on what I read in her brief, and I read every word of it, that, that is impossible for anybody to believe. And I think we have to come to a, a, a point where we have to be realistic and say, is Deshaun Watson an innocent bystander here? No, of course he's not. Did he cross the line and do things that were inappropriate? Yes, he did. But is it fair to say, and, and so many people are so scared to have this conversation, that what he did, and we don't know with 100% certainty, but with, with, as she said, with reasonable information, I can't remember the exact word she used now, uh, I can't remember the exact words. I wish I remembered it now. That he didn't beat anybody up and he didn't force anybody, but he did cross the line. His behavior was inappropriate. Right. There's no doubt about it. He was hiring massage therapists that weren't qualified. He was looking for sex, which I don't have a problem with if the girl's okay with it. But clearly there were some girls that were not okay with it. And they, it, it, it appears that he stopped when that happened. But he had already crossed the line. But when we start lumping what he did crossing the line, which was inappropriate but not criminal, to it's all in the same boat with rape and beating up a woman and all that stuff, that's where, it's, that's where the other side, the anti-Deshaun Watson side, is being unfair. We can't lump everything together. There are levels to this. Does Deshaun Watson deserve to be punished? Yes. After reading this brief, do I think it, you could argue he should have been suspended even longer than six? I think you can. She pointed to the precedent. I'm fine with the six, and I'm also fine with separating what I think of the person and what I think of the player. If I, have, if I can't root for the Browns because of Deshaun Watson, then I can't go to any stores and buy anything. I can't root for any sports teams. I can't do anything because there's bad guys and bad people in every spot. Deshaun Watson is not innocent, but... But I think I do believe in the end the punishment is fair. If it was harsher, a little harsher after reading this, guys, I would have been okay with it. 
But we can't argue that Deshaun Watson, I think, it's very clear after reading this, is completely innocent. But before I end my monologue, and I apologize for rambling, I do want to say one very important thing here. When she talks about he violated three things, sexual assault, conduct that possesses a genuine danger to the safety and well-being of another person, and conduct that undermines or puts at risk the integrity of the NFL. I think it is very important to note, and I think the anti-Watson people are not noting this, and I think it's important. These These are not laws of the state. These are based on the definition that the NFL has come up with. And that's a big, big difference. Because when you hear possesses a genuine danger to the safety and well-being of another person, I don't really believe that he was a danger personally to any of these women. But based on how the NFL defined it, I could understand why she said yes in that case. I think that's something important to note. So I don't know. I, and we're going to get to what, what G and J were talking about. I want to, but I, I just wanted any of you guys to have a chance to respond to what you think I said. I don't know. So, G, you want to jump in, and I'm, then I'm going to come yeah, in on this thing. Yeah, I'll <laughs> I, 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 I like how you, which, what you brought to the table right there. Um, because there's a lot of people who don't believe uh, that Deshaun Watson did anything. And sometimes when you point out inconsistencies and you point out the facts and you talk about specifically why she came to a six-game conclusion, people are upset because that means you're saying, Oh, I, I, Deshaun Watson didn't do anything. Deshaun Watson didn't. No, 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 no. We've been clear and, and specifically crystal clear on the fact that Deshaun Watson is not, he's not an innocent bystander in all of this. It, most of the people said, hey, if they wanted to give him eight games, so be it, right? At the end of the day, you know you did something incorrect. I've been the first person to say it, even if it was completely consensual. You do not have any business having sexual intercourse with anybody in the place of business or in public. We, I've been crystal clear about that. One of the things that, that for me, I look at at this point now is if you have a process that you put in play and everybody on that panel, including the people we have consistently every single day said, listen, he put himself in a situation, whatever she comes up with, we will buy by and keep it pushing. My problem is this. There's a there's a angry mob type of, of feeling about everything in this country at this point. You people feel that if you could get enough people to be on your side, to, be, to, to win an argument, to win a thought process, then, then what we'll do is we'll use public pressure to get the outcome that we want. And, it's, and you can tell it's, it's throughout everything we do, our politics, our system, our laws, all of that. My problem is this, if you got, if you have a system that you said that you are going to abide by, at the end of the day, justice is blind. And if you agree to a process and you say this is what it is, stop having backdoor routes where you could go back to the place where you, you had to change the policy to start with. Yeah. Don't have it where hey, hey, Roger Goodell gets the last look at things. Do you know how crazy that sounds? I'm going to appeal it to the person who makes these decisions. And now we have people saying it's okay that even if we have this sham uh, decision by a judge that is more qualified and has heard all of the facts and has heard all of the details, and you're going to disregard that judge, that shows a blatant arrogance in this country. There are people who believe they have a privilege over 
facts, a privilege over experience, and because you feel aggrieved or you're on a supposed imaginary side, you know more than judges and grand juries, and that's the point where I stand at. Yeah, Brad, to, to G's point, right, Sue Robinson said in this, whatever it's called, response or brief, I don't know what you call it, what she put out, the exact word, but she said basically that the league had made decisions in the past without really any guidelines. It was done based on public pressure and emotion. And I do think G's right. I don't think they should change the suspension personally, but she really chided the NFL for wanting the stronger suspension, mm -hmm. but really having no tent poles in place to do that. Well, so uh, I'm, I'm glad, uh, you know, um, I'm sitting in the seat here. I'm usually in the other seat, so I don't, I'm looking <laughs> at the wrong camera here. Right? <laughs> so let me say this, um, Bull, to this point, uh, I listen to everybody, right? And, mm -hmm. and here, I'm a person that's, that's involved in the system. I know how the system oh, yeah. is supposed to work. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. part of Sue Robinson's pitch was there was a past, this is basic labor law, past practice established by the NFL. Right. Yep. This is what the, she used to get them on the six games. Here's been your prior past practice, and it's the six games right in the realm of what you're doing. Where I, where I have a problem with is, 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 or disagree to a point is this. There's a problem. Deshaun Watson is is culpable for his own problems he has right now. But for him doing it or being in the situation, he wouldn't even be here, right? But I will say this. When she looks at the evidence and says that by preponderance of evidence, it is clear to me that I can assume that X happened. The only she gave you what her opinion was. Well, is her opinion different than two grand juries down in Texas? Because they're on a criminal case and they, they could have brought, they could have easily brought a charge on them, right? They could have easily brought a charge. So there were two groups in Texas that basically pretty much saw the same thing and they couldn't get there, right? But there was a different burden of proof, right? But it's a higher burden of proof. It's a higher burden of proof. You think they could have brought a sexual assault charge against the John Watson down in Texas? So something to me, yeah. as a person in the system, said, I told you from the beginning there was right. something wrong. Secondly, I will say this. In this country, in basic labor law, mm -hmm. when we're collectively bargaining, the union has a place and a purpose. It is to protect the employee against egregious behavior from the employer, mm -hmm. right? So you don't become the vigil and injustice that we see in this country so often now. And this really, I'll tell you what, I'll go back further. This really didn't start till Obama came in office. I mean, we used to disagree, but it's so, it's so, it's so deep now that it's gotten much worse. Uh, it's yes. crazy now, yeah. right? It is crazy. And so you sit here and now people are like, the, the ruling came out from a judge who said, okay, I'm the, I'm the independent arbiter. Mm -hmm. And I say, this is what my opinion is. And there should be respect. I mean, you may disagree, and you're in arbitration. Sometimes nobody really wins. Yeah. It's just a little bit of both sides. Well, now you got the people on the other side saying, I disagree, and I'm going to go back and rewrite the rules. That's not how this is supposed to work. In labor law, if you want to make a change, because we have an agreement, Tyvis, in, in the collective bargaining agreement between the Players Association and the NFL, that yep. X is supposed to happen. And when X doesn't have these other rules, are, are, are to be followed. Mm -hmm. Well, you cannot change the game in the middle because you don't like the way it came out. Right. But you, if the league doesn't appeal, you don't have a problem with what's currently. Well, I, I, I say this. If you ask me whether I think the league should appeal, that's what yeah. you're asking me. Right. They should let this thing lie. 
But you're you're fine with the six games as is. Well, I, I'm fine with this. Yes. I'm fine with I had an independent arbiter look at it. Yes. And make a ruling. Right. Now, do I like it? Because the Sean Watson camp don't like it because they think that they should have got no, no games. Right. Two games, one game, not six games. Yeah. Now the NFL and us says, no, no, I want a year. Yeah. And I want eight million dollars. Do you? Well, guess what? Nobody happy here. Mm. So usually when you get that, it's probably it's time good. to walk away. Tyvis, the way I look at it is. This, I, I'm, I was on the fence. You know, I was I, I hear both sides of the story. Deshaun Watts. It's a money grab. These women is after money. But after hearing Sue Robinson say what she said and, and reading the transcript. Yes, I admit that he was he did something for sure. He's guilty of something. And the problem that I have with it is that how you hire somebody. <laughs> how do you hire somebody that has no biases at all. She's not one side or the other. She's strictly Switzerland down the middle and she calling it like she see it. And she made a ruling. And like Brad said, nobody won. The Browns, the Deshaun Watson didn't win. The NFL didn't win. So technically she did the right thing. And everybody's mad about Deshaun Watson. Oh, it's too light. The sentence is too light. And the problem is Y'all shouldn't be mad at that. You should be mad at the NFL for having that precedent games. That's a good point. Right? If, if that wasn't in there, yeah. she probably would have called it the way she really wanted to call it. Right. But due to the fact that y'all, the NFL, let all these people get away with stuff that they did and only gave them six games, she can't. That's she. I, she can't look at it and say, "I'm gonna go more." Like I gotta do. Yeah. I gotta go off of what they giving me, and it's six yeah. games. So everybody that has a, a problem with the six games, you need to take that up with the NFL because that's who you truly well, are mad that's at. That's true. Well, they've got lawyers. They, they established a past practice here. That's this right. This has been their game, and they're right? trying to go away from that. Now, now. you're trying to say, "Oh." Yep. I don't like my game. Even right. I use it on this person, this person, this person, and then here, I'll, I'll take it even further, bull. The nonsense about the Miami Dolphins owner yesterday. Well, yeah. I think mean, he basically got a slap <laughs> on the wrist. Yeah. Oh, oh come on, come well, on. Well, yeah. five, you, you, <laughs> well the owner. You, I mean, you, like, what? G. They did, slap. What are you going to do? The problem is, unless you kick the owner out, the what can you do? The problem is, uh, the nuts are running the asylum. Yeah, That's absolutely. The, problem. <laughs> the owners get away with everything. That it's completely unfair. Do you we think, know that. Do you think that that punishment is enough to make him not or anybody in the future ever do that and not do that again? No, billionaire. But and there's no, the, and that's the problem. Unless like you, you take make, away all his money, he will always billionaires well, you gotta, always. Well, will you got go to do something to, to deter the, the action. Yeah. You want somebody to stop doing it, and you don't want it to ever right. happen again. You have to lay down the hammer, yeah. and it changes a lot. Well, we will get to that, but just one last thing before we go to what the NFL might do here, guys. I think a lot of people were focused on the number of accusations against Deshaun Watson and said because of the number, the penalty should be harsher than the other guys. What I would argue and what and what Sue Robinson has argued is this is not about the number because she was only looking at four cases, not at 24 or yes. 36 or whatever the hell number you want to throw out there. She was looking at four and she found those four all to be credible. It's not like she didn't. She found, she found based on the evidence that was collected, those four uh, victims, alleged victims, to be credible. But she was focused on the fact that the other penalties that they were that the NFL was using as a comparison were based on violent behavior. I would argue, and I know a lot of people will get mad at me with this, that what Kareem Hunt did, if I had to, it's weird to say what's worse. Deshaun Watson had bad behavior here, but I would argue personally that Kareem, what Kareem Hunt did when he kicked that woman and basically was beating up that woman is worse than what Deshaun 
the, as far as I know what Deshaun Watson has done, I would argue, even though it's one versus a certain number, that what Kareem Hunt did is worse. And so I think there is a difference when one person beats somebody up, uh, in that case of Kareem Hunt, versus what Deshaun Watson did here. I think I've said it, you just said it, what he did was wrong, but there are different levels to these things here. Uh, and, and Bull, uh, Bull I'm, I'm gonna just say this, and, and I, I'm kinda, to me, I'm a little over over the talk, right? I'm, uh, you know, you guys and the NFL said they wanted the process. They got the process. Yeah. They got the verdict. At this point in time, I'm tired of talking about what you're gonna do, and I'm not gonna lose no sleep over you you possibly hanging this over my head. The reality of the situation is this: the NFL Players Association should have this mind state. I'm not begging it. I'm not pleading with you. Make your decision. We will make our decision. We've already told you we're going to sue you, and we will do that. So the ball is in your court. And and as far as what comes out after that, I I will just say this really quickly. The NFL enjoys a certain amount of uh, what we should say exclusion in this country. They have antitrust laws. They have uh, tax exemptions. They can do a whole lot of things that a lot of other corporations in this country can't do. I'm I'm just saying this. If a class action lawsuit is brought against the NFL as far as their hiring practices of minority coaches, as far as their collusion of Colin Kaepernick in terms of the improper, uh, you know, the, the exaggerated uh, uh, the suspension of Deshaun Watson, and when you're talking about how they systematically go about delivering benefits in terms of, of racial profiling and doing certain things with CTE, you're going to have some young, energetic uh, House of Representatives or Senate, Senate member that will run off that. If you think that they won't run on getting rid of the antitrust exemptions based on the public and saying you're getting tax dollars, you're getting stadiums built by communities, we need to really check and see if you're treating your employees and minorities right. in, a, in a correct thing. And at the end of the day, I don't want my emails out there. So and the, the owners shouldn't want their emails out there, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So at this point, do what you're going to do so we can keep it moving. And, and they're building those stadiums off the backs of poor people in these communities with tax money, sin tax money quite often, as we do here in Cleveland. Um, and you're right. And because of all those things, I don't think the league will appeal. I don't think they should appeal. I know you and Jay, after the show, though, G, were talking about maybe there's kind of a, a middle ground where maybe the NFL does ask for a fine in addition, but no additional yeah. games. You, yeah, you, I, I, me, me, yeah, me and Jay talked about this, and we were talking after the show, and we were talking about it, um, and it just popped up that, you know, some people, as you read this discussion and you watch what Sue Robinson did, I think she did an eloquent job of pointing out, yes, Deshaun Watson, she felt did something, but the policy uh, did not give her enough teeth and they hadn't, hadn't consistently delivered the consequences of those actions across players and owners and, and anybody that was under the collective bargaining agreement and the conduct policy. So we thought like she gave that room to say, now there's an opportunity for the NFL to actually go out and say, here, hey, reach out to Deshaun Watson's camp, say, look, hey, we get the six games, we can't do nothing about the six games, but what we wanna do here, let's see if this works. What if you we go back and, and take a look at a fine? Uh, we'll go. Can we negotiate a fine? Can we negotiate how much you know you'll give us in terms of a fine, so that the league looks like they got a little bit more 
uh, from Deshaun Watson, and it, and you still get to play. We look like we you came out and we didn't go out like a sheep. And you give us a sacrificial lamb of a million, couple million dollars, and then we can come out and say we've agreed to this settlement and keep it moving. If that's something that they're thinking about doing and possibly doing, I, I would look at it if it's Deshaun Watson because a lot of people are bringing up the fact that every time you talk about them, it's the salary. Oh, they 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 bamboozled the league. They set up this contract where you only lose a million dollars or or do you only make a million dollars? They've been talking about that since Jump Street. So the NFL, if that's going to give them some more public PR, which Sue Robinson already told him, hey, uh, please stop doing that. You shouldn't stop. You shouldn't negotiate in public. But if they want a little more of that, Deshaun Watson's camp could possibly look at it and say, okay, we'll look at a fine. We're not touching the suspension, though. Gee, that's what, I, I, and I, I hear you, what you and Jay are talking about, but I, I disagree with that because, first <laughs> of all, that's like, again, I just, that's like negotiating with the criminal, right? The criminal committed, you say the criminal committed a crime. So, okay, so now you're going to say, okay, to make everybody feel better, we're going to cut a deal with you. I'm not cutting a deal with you, right? Here's the rules. If you want to change, define your rules in the collective bargaining agreement. Mm -hmm. Say, okay, here are the stipulations for these penalties. Their stuff was so broad, so broad that she could only extract a little bit out of it, right? And the problems that the NFL have is because the way they laid it down, they laid it down so broad so that they would have as much jurisdiction as possible, yeah. right? I'm not saying that Sean Watson is innocent of anything, right? Mm -hmm. Because if, if, if what is being alleged is true, there's a problem. And, I, and, I, and you know, I take my temple from the people at the gym. So I go to the gym every night. And I, women, guys, I get the whole story. But I want to say this. This is, this is consensus in the gym last night. If he got a problem, it's going to materialize again. That's true. It's going to materialize again. That's true. He, I mean, it's going to materialize again. Listen, the Browns Might be delayed, but it's going to yeah, materialize again. That's true. Will the brand, Browns have to do? It's silly that I have to say this, but the Browns have to do their best to keep him out of those situations. Ultimately, if if you if you are what Sue Robinson has alleged in this in in her uh, report, right, in her conclusion, yeah, right, then he has an issue. Oh yeah, he has an issue, and I don't think. You can resolve that issue on your own, so uh, you can you can sit here and say he needs therapy. I think, I if, think if you if you sit up here and tell me, Tyvis, that I'm gonna resolve the issue by saying <laughs> you can't go to masseuse. Right, right. No, that's, that's ridiculous. Think, that's think, ridiculous. But I do believe that this is a this was a young thing, and it comes with maturity. I think like when you're young, rich, and you that guy, like I think that's you had a fetish. You did it. You probably did it one time, and it happened, and you was you just took advantage of that 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 fetish that you had. So I'm I think him losing games, losing some money, paying all these, having to pay all these settlements. I think that he, in his mind, that's your problem. Yeah, that's your logic. I, I, I did it. That's my logic. I'm gonna tell you a story. I'm gonna give you a quick story here. So I, when I was overseas, I played with a guy, and Bull, you know who this guy is. One of the best best players in NBA history. His name was Michael Ray Richardson. Mm. Sugar. That's what they yes, call him, New York Knicks. One of the baddest guards ever played in the NBA. Sugar got put out the NFL, I mean NBA, because he was he 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 was a cocaine head. He smoked it up, mm -hmm. right? And so when I played, you know, I played when I said I mean I idolized this guy, right? They banned him from the, the NBA. And so when I played with him, he had cleaned himself up. He was living in, we were living in France, out of France. He was doing well. And so one night we're out there, I'm just having a discussion with him. I asked Sugar, how did, what, what happened? He said, man, he said, when I got to New York, I didn't smoke or drink. I said, well, what happened? He said, I went to a party one night in New York. 
and somebody turned me on to cocaine and I just tried it. And then from that night, I was done. I couldn't break myself. I couldn't do it. So the point of that is something you, you, you would think the deterrent for sugar would have been like, now I'm getting this check in the NBA here. I got to stardom and, right. and, and freedom. No. He, he, he couldn't he couldn't do it. Not necessarily he could not do it. because when you get what he what he did was he said, you know what? I got money so I can get even better cocaine. Now yes. that's, that's where that but is. if you have it, what Brad's point is he had an addiction. Yeah, an addiction. right. And we don't know Deshaun Watson personally. I don't think it's an addiction. It, Hey, I, I ain't gonna no. say it ain't, no. guys. We, we, yeah. We're not listening. We're trying to be psychologists. Right. Right. From, from we don't know him personally. We don't know what's happening. But it is possible he has a sex addiction. I know people can laugh at that. that there that's, is no, such that's a, a thing. real thing. That's it a is thing. a real thing, and he may like he need clear. He needs to be in therapy at the very least. Yeah. That's that's. I think everybody should be in therapy. I'll admit I'm in therapy. It's very healthy for me. It's very healthy for everybody. Sometimes when you're young. And you play in a macho business, it, there's a stigma to it. I think that's going away. I hope it will continue to go away. I know it's an issue with athletes. I know it's an issue yeah. with military people, police, and stuff like that. There's something people think down on you if you, no, if you, you go can, for therapy. It's important. He clearly, and I think one other thing, I think Jimmy Haslam saying that Deshaun Watson has shown remorse was really poor. Deshaun Watson has shown no remorse publicly. And I think when, if the NFL decides not to appeal, I think when Deshaun Watson speaks, uh, he should say, I, I, I don't know I don't know that he'll say this. I don't think he will. But if, if I were him, if I were advising him, I would say, Deshaun, it's clear, even if you didn't mean to, you crossed the line. The problem, Maybe you didn't hey, mean to. The, pro and, the, pro but, the problem is this. Yeah. He doesn't even see it as a problem. He's been through the whole thing saying that. That's not pub well, publicly. Publicly, he has said that, yeah, right? Right. There, there's an issue there, right? And the other thing I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you this, and I'll go back to my, my NBA days, right? There were guys I played with that 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 had some drug addiction problems that cleaned themselves up. They had a vice. It was an addiction. Yeah. When they cleared themselves of that vice, it became another vice. And one of the vices was smoking cigarettes, and the other vices was sex. That's yeah. what the vices were. That's right. right. So they took from one, resolved themselves of one, and then went to and these are on prominent teams, mm -hmm. right? And so I'm saying, to your point, you know, it's not going. This going to be systematically have to be put in place some things to help him if this is a hundred percent. He needs no, help. Yes. can't be out here like that. And well, to Bulls point, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, what I alluded to yesterday was yeah. maybe potentially he did acknowledge privately when he settled, yeah. you know, behind be closed true. doors. He probably told him, look, I realized that I did do something wrong at that time and I apologize. And, but we ain't gonna never talk about it. Here's the money, blah blah blah. Well, you got the. That's you got, a, it's, it's if I were him, though, you got the press conference tomorrow. Yeah, he settled all the cases, but one. If the league has, if the league can no longer punish him, which after tomorrow they wouldn't be able to punish him any further for this, I, I would do it. But let's bring it. Let's bring Leroy into the mix. Leroy Hort is with us. We got to bring in Leroy whenever we bring yeah. in a guest on UCSS. We bring him in via the Gridiron Guys hotline. Are you looking for a roofer you can trust? Family owned since 2003. The Gridiron Guys have grown to become Northeast Ohio's top-rated roofers. They exemplify quality work practices and are a valued resource for homeowners and to offer 10-year workmanship warranties. Call 330-573-7967 today for a free estimate or roof inspection. Grid, grid, grid! Gridiron Guys! Leroy! Please don't shake like that again. <laughs> <laughs> why, 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 Leroy, why you hate me? Why you gotta hate on me? The, 
Don't hate. You got things. You got things moving around. I can't unsee. <laughs> <laughs> you are a hater, Leroy. I bring you hating. in. I'm hey. loving you. I'm nice to you, and hey. you're just hating on me. That's inappropriate. I'm a, hey. I'm a lover of certain body parts, just not on dudes. <laughs> well, listen, you got to be secure in your masculinity, not worry about it, man. You know, I, it's all right. I, hey. I, I, I'm comfortable with my jiggliness. That's fine. You got to deal with it, my friend. <laughs> a- anyway, I don't even. I was so out of it Monday. Was Leroy on Monday or Tuesday? He was on yeah, Monday. he was on Monday. I, I don't know if you heard. I'll tell the. I'll tell the story really quick. On, did you hear why I wasn't why I wasn't here? Well, I was supposed to be on vacation, but I was in the hospital Saturday because I had a kidney stone stuck. Ugh. Stuck. Have you ever had a kidney stone? No. <laughs> no. Well, you say that no. as if you say that as if you're in good shape. That means you can't get a kidney stone. It has nothing to do with how good a shape you're in. Dude, stay. <laughs> you got to keep hydrated. You I drink cold water it. all the time. What else do you drink? Sodas? Nothing. No soda. Never. Okay. Except if okay. I'm uh, nauseous, I drink ginger ale. That's it. But otherwise, coffee? I don't drink soda at all. No. Are you a never. coffee drinker? I only drink water. Unless I'm unless I'm nauseous, I drink ginger ale. And once a year or twice a year, when I go to a Jewish deli in New York City, I'll have a black cherry soda. If not, I only drink water. Dr. Browns. Dr. Dr. Browns. Dr. Browns. Damn right. Damn right, Dr. <laughs> Browns. Yes. But okay, so... I was like here. totally out of it because the the the, the uh, kidney stone was stuck between my kidney and it my hurts. bladder. It, it was the worst pain I've ever had in my life. It was crazy. Right. Anyway, yeah. I was on oxy for a couple of days. I was flying high, but uh, <laughs> 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 but I'm doing bad. But anyway, you know, we Ooh. obviously this is today's my first chance to kind of talk about the whole situation, and I think yep. you know Brad talked about the fact that nobody's happy. I, I think. The, the Watson supporters arguing he did zero wrong are, are being silly. Clearly, he did something wrong here. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. I think also the people on the other side are going too far because the anti-Watson people uh, uh, equate inappropriate sexual behavior, which I think is what happened here, with rape and beating up women. And I think there are levels to it. I think the su- yeah. suspension is appropriate. I think we all do at this point. Mm. What do you think? I think it is what it is. Um, whether you think it's not severe enough or you think it's um, or or whether you think it's too much. Um, You voted for a process. Um, That process took its course and we are where we are. Uh, To sit now and, and what I love about people is you blame the parties for the process. And if you have a problem with the process, you need to take care of that before these situations present themselves. Very fair. Otherwise, you got to live with the process. We do this with, with politics all the time. Like we complain about the decisions that are made. And I'm like, if you have a problem with the decisions these people are making, put somebody else in office. That's right. Don't complain after they make these decisions. And so we have the NFL PA and we have the NFL that agreed to a system to go to an arbiter, to go to a, uh, to go to Sue Robinson, to take all of the information and come up with a punishment. The punishment does not have to be fair to either side. 
it does not have to be just to either side. But what she did was took the, took the information and came up with what she felt the punishment should be. Now, this is the, 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 the process that both parties agreed on. I still am a little bit nervous that one of the parties can come in and say, we don't like it mm -hmm. and make the punishment what they want. Right. That's the part that would bother me. Um, I think that, look, anytime money is involved, and I don't say this, I'm not talking about innocence or guilt, okay? Anytime money is involved, it is the job of the people representing you to get as much money as possible. When you do that, you have to make the story look as bad as possible so that either the other party will, um, will, will settle <laughs> or that they will lose in civil court. And so what we're getting lost in right now is the fact that these, these young ladies had a representative that did just that, that he went through all the avenues to make this situation look as bad as possible so he could get the most for his clients. That's why they included the uh, Texans, that's why they, they went after everybody. Which, if you ever need a representation, you want your lawyer to do the same thing. I don't have a problem with that. But let's not make it sound like we know all the facts. Still, we don't. We don't know what happened. And, and I would say that if... All these cases were legitimate and all these cases had some merit. Why, when they presented it to Sue Robinson, they brought four people? Because if you want the case to look, you know, as strong as possible and you got 25 or 26 women, you know, that, that are claiming there was some things that, that were done that shouldn't have been done and all 26 women came, then we're having a whole different conversation, are we not? Yeah, yeah. But because, sure. because only, not even a quarter of the women came and testified. Um, to me, like, I'm not saying Deshaun Watson didn't do anything. Please don't, don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is that the case that we have been talking about for the last year, okay? When it gets to crunch time and all the accusers that you say you have are dwindled down to four, do you have a different um, impression of what was actually going on here? Because I think I do. I do simply because that. Now, again, even if it's four women, and there was something where Deshaun Watson didn't do what he was supposed to do. That's too many. So don't get me wrong there. 
But what I'm saying, for the purposes of where we are today, with a six-game suspension, hearing about all these women, and then when it gets to the, the, the moment of truth, where you can come in and tell your story, it goes from all these women to four. You have to take that into account. Because if it were no women, if he had settled with everybody and they chose not to come in and speak to the NFL, would that mean that now he has no suspension? Because nobody got access to the women? I don't know. So right now I'm like this. Let's everybody be done with this and move on. Deshaun Watson needs somebody close to him to have that conversation. We all know what that conversation is. <laughs> that conversation where you've been doing <laughs> things, you've been doing things a certain way, and you need somebody close to you to put you in check to let you know what's been going on with you in your life is not the right way to go about things. However, whoever it comes from, it's got to come from somebody who he trusts. And then we move forward. Because, like, to sit here after the fact, one of the things I hate is we have a legal system in place. We have all these, these, these you know, circumstances and situations that are dealt with in a court, uh, in, accordingly. And then after it's all taken care of, everybody sits back and complains about the result. You can't, you can't, when it's done, that's not the time to complain about the results. You see what I'm saying? It, yep. it, when, when it's time to complain about the results is before this situation presents itself, right. you have something in place that, um, that will, you know, satisfy everybody in your, you know, in your world or in your environment or, or whoever you trying to satisfy. So you can't look, I don't care who it is. Nobody's going to look good in this situation. Okay. And, and so stop trying to come out of this situation looking good. It is a, it, it is a stain. It is unfortunate. We all have to do what we can, including Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland Browns, the NFL, we have to do something to make sure that these things don't happen again. But you can't do it as you go. Well said, Leroy. Well said. G? Well, um, uh, Leroy, I, I, I talk about this a little bit. And I'm going to ask you because you're a former player. Um, I, only for me looking on the inside, looking in, um, I think some people have this this uh, thought process that, you know, if, if it's Deshaun Watson, it's, it's not just Deshaun Watson. That's not an isolated incident, right? Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of different individuals, African-Americans, um, who seem to go through the, the judicial process or go through a certain process, and the outcomes are never enough. They're never enough. Um, Deshaun Watson got six games. People said if you would just... Uh, maybe if you would just say you did it, or maybe if you pay all the people off, we'll, we'll say it's okay. Maybe go to arbitration and say it's okay. Um, as, as a player, as it, it, 
is it pertinent to go talk to young African-American men and, and just be real with them and just say, look, man, in this game, you're not getting a, You're not going to get a fair shake. It ain't happening. If they catch you, they're going to get you. Gee, Bush, you should if, know that by now. Look at the world. It, it, we we, should, we it, are it, fully aware of that. Like, the, it, stop, it, stop. Dude, we can't be we can't be that naive. It, like, what we thanks. want the situations to be and what they are, you just have to be aware of it. And I think most people are aware of what the circumstances are for a black man in the United States. I think people are fully aware of that. So the fact that somebody needs to come and talk to you you, nobody's been that naive. I'm tell you why. I'm from. I grew up in the night ward of New Orleans. I left New Orleans knowing what's up. You see what I'm saying? So everybody didn't come from Boca in South Florida. Okay, some people came from. You know, we see stories all the time where they came from, how they made it through, how they got to college, graduated from college, played the NFL, did something with their life. Everybody's fully aware of the circumstances in which you walk the face of this earth. Now, you can go about it one of two ways. You don't have to be dragged down by it. I was always told, don't let the circumstances in which you came into this world change how you live your life. Okay? But you do have to be aware. Mm -hmm. You do have to be aware of situations that, you know, could lead you down the wrong path or could get you in trouble that you don't need to be in. You know, you get in a conversation with a cop, what they tell you? Just get home. Yep. Just do whatever you can to get out of that situation and get home. We'll deal with it at a later date. Don't try to deal with it there because you ain't going to win there. You ain't going to win with a group full of cops in a in a situation. Deal with it when you get home. Talk about it. Do what you need to do then. But you're safe. Okay? We've all learned that lesson a long time ago. But one of the issues and one of the, the, the points that, you know, I was thinking, you know, as you were talking about that is, is let's think of all the people that got penalized or suspended okay because i'm thinking when um when when ben roethlisberger you know got what we get four games six games yeah. it was six, six and then it was appealed down to four yeah okay um and nobody say that wasn't enough that wasn't enough i would i would disagree with that there were people that was a while ago there were people saying that that was a long time ago and 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 and, I, yeah. and and look, I it, look. I do believe this. No matter what the circumstances are, of an athlete getting in some trouble, mm-hmm. it's never going to be enough. Yep. Because That's for true. some reason, until that person plays football, we are not very forgiving. You see what I mean? So. Everybody, whether you say they said it about Ben or Deshaun Watson or whatever, you look at some of the situations of people that have gotten in real trouble in the NFL, right? 
soon as they had the opportunity to play football again, then everything seemed to die down. And, mm-hmm. and for a society who admits to being some of the most forgiving people hmm. in the world, hmm. no, I, I, it, 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 it's amazing to me that people aren't allowed in certain situations to fix things. You know, my dad used to say, as long as you have a breath, you can fix it. Hey, hey Leroy, question. And, Question for you. Yeah. Because now you, we start talking about how it affects your teammates. All right. right. I, I, I watched the Browns for the last couple of days do a masterful job. I'm talking to players, mm-hmm. dance around mm-hmm. it and say, listen, I'm trying to get to football. And then when I take a poll of people, right, people are ready to move on. They're like, you, right. you yeah. gave us the decision. Let's just get to it and move on. We all want to move because on. We don't want to talk about football. People, yeah. The people that care about the Browns and just want to see. Well, I, I think we all I, I, want I, I, that for I, I our think, own guys. I think, I think yeah. in the public and even in the public sphere, Tyvis, people still have no idea what really happened. You can't right. say definitively what really happened. No, right. So knows. people are saying, okay, we went through the process to Leroy's point. We went through the process. This is the process. Don't be mad at me because these are the rules that we all created and agreed to. This was going how we're going to move forward. Yeah. Now that it's there. All right. Let's abide by that. And then move forward here. Well, I think it's gonna yeah. be a, it's gonna be a story until tomorrow, right? And then if the league does appeal, then it's gonna continue it's going again. Well, I, I, but I, if if the league does not appeal, yeah, there'll still be some people angry. But I think for the most part, we will. Yeah, everybody move on. has to boo. Move. Yeah, right. Boo. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Let, hey, let's be careful. Let's be careful because guess what? If you appeal, then you got to reveal what's in your closet. Oh, I don't think Talk they will him. appeal. I, you're right. You see what Talk I'm saying? No, like, I agree. like don't don't get don't get so focused on what you can do to somebody else that you forget what could happen to you. I agree, Leroy. I think the league would be making a major mistake in appealing because the league's got a ton of dirty laundry, but, a ton of legitimate things that the players' union uh, can go after them for. For a, for a variety of things, how the owners get really no. I love when they say, "Well, Stephen Ross, his one of his, yeah, they lost the first round pick. That's that's somewhat of a penalty, sure. But like part of his penalty is he can't go to the owners' meetings. I mean, hey, it, it, give me a break. What does that mean? Hey, bull. Yes. Hey, bull. Let me. Yeah. I, to his point, let me paint you a picture. Yeah. That's what I do. Let me paint you a picture. Let me get um, your emails for the last ten years. Can I get all of the documentation on Colin Kaepernick? And as a matter of fact, what I would like to do in my discovery process, I would like to get Robert Kraft on camera in a deposition, and I need him to describe what happened in Florida to see if the if the training wheels were the same, if the investigation was the same. If you what about what's going on in Washington? Can we get him, Daniel Snyder? Worst, I need you guys. in front of a piece of person. Right. This, this, well, this so could be deadly. Burn it down. Well, you, and, and we <laughs> so, didn't even mention Dallas. Gee, earlier you mentioned all the 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 racial angle of the the um, concussion stuff, which to me is a huge deal, a huge deal, which has not been made much of. But that is, I mean, that is flat out racism, hundred percent slam dunk. Right there. As I so, as I said earlier, hey, yeah. You you the NFL here. Let me be clear. Owners have never been able to get out of their own way. Sometimes, 
right? And sometimes you may want to prove a point to your own detriment. The kids have a saying, you want this smoke? Because the, right. the, the NFLPA has laid down, we coming with some smoke, right? Because mm -hmm. for one time, they have taken a position that we, I think they're going to lay it all on the table here. We've been waiting for you for years. You're right. Mm -hmm. Years for you. Yes. And so if you're going to come now, we coming. Right? They're all in so on this. We're yes. all in on this one yes. here. Hey, right? <laughs> you, you know what? If you're a boxing fan, there's always that guy that have that wicked overhand right. Yeah. And he exposed the uppercut. Yeah. So when he come overhand right and that counter punch come underneath and hit him on the chin and he go night night, Glass he jaw. thought he was going to knock the other dude out. Yeah. Right? But you forgot to not let that guy in your kitchen. That's right. So. The league should leave league well enough has alone to be here. Careful. Right. Yes, the league should leave well enough alone, guys. I think people are gonna. The, they the have people, an escape clause. They have an escape clause because they can say, "Hey, she did it." We have this process. Yes. We, although we're not happy with the result, we will honor the process in which we have uh, have have uh, agreed to with right. the NFLPA be and. Everybody wash their hands and go. Yeah, because big Nobody's going to blame the NFL. Yeah, that's right. Leroy, last point, because I do want to hit some camp storylines with you before we before you go. But the bottom line is you, you're right. You're all right. Because the, the, the downside of the league appealing and the players' union going nuclear on them is much worse for the league than the downside of the people who are angry about this suspension. What are those people going to do? Some people are going to write articles. They're going to complain on Twitter. And five people won't go to games. It's a non-factor in reality. And so deal with that for a couple of days. And then as G would say, keep it moving. I think it's that simple. Le I, yeah. Leroy, as a – okay, so the problem that some fans are having is how do they go about – being a Browns fan while cheering for Deshaun Watson. Bad they, guys really, tell you how, they feel uncomfortable. Let me tell you so how. Yeah, tell them how they can. The same, way, the same way I did it as a player. You think I got along with all of my teammates? Hell no. You, no, no. chance. Some of them I couldn't stand. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there were some who didn't like me. Say it again, I was Lee fine Roy. with that. But guess what? I learned a valuable lesson in professional sports. Separate the art from the artist. That's right. Okay? That's right. That guy that I just got in a fist fight with, if he go get a sack, I'm going to be first one on the field congratulating him. It don't mean I don't want to knock his ass out when we go outside the, the <laughs> stadium. <laughs> we, we wait. We do this all the time. How many times have we tried to cancel uh, people in movies? And then, a, and then a good movie come out, and we go watch it. Mm -hmm. Stop. Will Smith ain't going nowhere. Will Smith ain't going nowhere. Right. Be back. <laughs> hey, look, put, put your big boy pants on, be an adult, and understand this. You not going to get along with everybody. No. You not going to like everybody. Everybody is not going to be a pillar of society. It don't mean that you not going to do business with them. It yeah. don't mean you're not going to yeah, watch right. them. That's true. Okay? you. How many people have we said, you know what? How many times have you gone to a restaurant and said, I got terrible service, but the food was good? 
So let me. Uh, are you yeah. going to stop, <laughs> to you gonna to, stop so, going so, to the to, restaurant to, to, to because the waiter didn't treat you right? That's right. So to, G, <laughs> yeah. to, to, uh, to uh, Leroy and Tyvis, I got a question. You know, sometime in this business, we talk a lot about what we're going to do, right? Do you think the NFLPA is really ready to go to the mat here? Do you think they're I ready yes, to go? Yes, I do. do you think they, yeah. so yes. Do, so do you think the, do you think that the league feels that they're ready to go to? Because you know sometimes they yes. think you're bluffing. Well, I, I do. I think tell that. you what, hey. we're gonna find out tomorrow around eight o'clock if, yeah. they, hey. if they feel they they bluffing Brad, or not. Brad, let me ask you this. Yeah. You want to play that game of chicken if you no. if you rob a crab? No reason. You want to play that game that. of chicken oh, no. if you Roger Goodell? No, smart, no. smart money hey. would tell you to know. <laughs> hey, Leroy, let me get to. I, I think this is an important question that that fans want your take on. Sure. Uh, Deshaun Watson's been taking the majority of the snaps in camp so far, yeah. assuming the suspension stays at six games. If you were coaching the Browns, how would you split up the reps? Bless Excuse you, me. You. Between the quarterbacks. Thank you. Thank you. If you would have sneezed on Monday, you would have got that 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 stone right out your system. <laughs> 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, <laughs> let me let me let me say this. Yeah. If I'm Kevin Stefanski, I'm getting Deshaun Watson as many reps as possible. You know why? He ain't played football in a year. That's true. So, big picture, I think he needs to get as many reps as possible. Okay? All the other quarterbacks are used to playing the role of a backup. They know how to get ready. Great Jacoby point. Brissett is a big boy. He know what's up. It's a great point. He'll be ready. And so, you prepare that way, understanding that you're going to get Jacoby Brissett some reps with – the number ones, he's going to play a lot of the game in the preseason. Mm-hmm. You're going to get your other quarterbacks work. But Deshaun Watson has to play. Great Yo, point. Man, you know how hard it is to not play for a year and, and, and a half? And then think you're going to come back and just be QB1? The hardest job in sports? <laughs> he got to get some reps. Has to. So, you know, I'm not, you know, the other guys will get an opportunity to play. But we try to get ready for the season. Yeah, you're right. And, and you know, once the season starts, Deshaun Watson is going to be MIA for six weeks. Yep. So you ain't going to really have no contact with him. He ain't going to be allowed to be in the meetings, to see the corrections, to see all the mistakes that guys are making. So he got to get that in now. I heard he's going up to Michigan to practice with you Wolverines. <laughs> oh, is he? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> he was like, oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, for real? They don't want him nowhere near Jim. Look, I'm going to tell you this, Leroy, because, and I want people to focus on it. I think the first home game is next Friday. No, the first the, the first preseason, preseason game next is next Friday. Friday. Yep. Then the following yep. week is the the first home game. Right? So he, yep. has, he has three preseason games to get this work in. So yep. he's going to get a variety. He should be getting the uh, uh, the brunt of the work. Right. The- he going to get he going to get probably I would say 20 to 25 plays each game. Maybe two or three series. And because guess what? Here's the other thing he has to do. 
He got to be able to get the call in, in the headphones. Right. He got to be able to make the call in the huddle. He got to be able to see a game plan and see the adjustments on the sideline. He got to be able to hear and work with the coaches that are going. he's going to be going through this with. He got to be able to work with the players on the field when they make adjustments. All these things, when he gets back in six weeks, have to be worked on before he gets there. Because, look, we all think we know what the record should be after six weeks. But we don't know. And when Deshaun Watson gets back, it might be, yo, it's time to go. We ain't got time to be warming up. So he needs to get some work. He needs to get um, just a, a feel for the tempo of the game, just the tempo of plays and play calls and adjustments and checks and stuff like that. Now, the thing that's going to hinder him, it's not playing. That's going to hinder him. What's going to hinder him is, is that you don't show all your stuff in the preseason. So the offense that he's going to be running is going to be relatively vanilla. You see what I mean? It's not game planning for anything. It's not anything like that. So what I would like to see is that third preseason game, him playing the whole first half, making adjustments, coming out for a series in the second half. Right. Because that's also something that you're going to have to work on during the course of the season that he's not going to get an opportunity to, to, to work on. So, Leroy, you do know that in the third game, the third preseason game, which is the final one, a lot of the starters don't even play. So, you willing to put him out there with the backup, with the two lines? Put him out. Dude, I played five preseason games, and, and the, the last game was considered the dress rehearsal. Why all of a sudden it changed? Ain't no more people getting hurt than ever. It's like pitching in baseball. Back in the day, them guys used to throw 130 pitches an inning, and they were great. Now, all of a sudden, the guy throw 80 pitches. Everybody on the bench start panicking. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> he's reaching his number. <laughs> They're making 10 times the amount of money and throwing half the pitches. No. Let's go. <laughs> that's old school right there. Tell him, yeah. that's old school right there. <laughs> what, 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 you what you mean? Like, like what it's you, football. What, what you mean you hurt today? You hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to ask you this question. I guess about Leroy doesn't believe in maintenance days in the NBA. Sorry, <laughs> nah, G. No maintenance days. <laughs> nah, uh, I, I want to ask you a question about these. There's four or five receivers hurt, right? And, and they're not going to be getting the reps. When I was sitting there, I was tell, I've been on the page on, on the forefront and telling them they need to go get another receiver. But I'm going I'm to actually kind of change this a little bit. And my thought process was, like, was this. I'm actually happy. Not happy that anybody is injured. I'm happy for one thing. I don't believe the organization. I don't believe the, the coach. And I don't believe the fans understand just how dynamic Kareem Hunt is. I wish all of them receivers don't get no touches just so we could get to the point where Kareem Hunt is, is going to be a focal point of the offense. He's going to have to come up with something creative for him. And this is my thing. If you need to be able to adapt to which it got best. And the thing that, that that works best that I look at is you got all running backs that, that can run the ball, all running backs that can catch the football. Now this is going to say Kevin Stefanski 
you got a stud on the bench and you using him like a like a platoon guy. He ain't no pl- that's a bona fide starter over there, yeah. and you ain't getting him involved. I'm actually happy. I think they need to find out and figure out what Kareem Hunt is really about. Here, here's what here's what you need to do though. Um, one of the reasons why you got to be careful with that is 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 every time you go on the field as an offense you need to put pressure on each level of the defense, okay? And if you do that, it allows guys like Kareem Hunt to do his thing underneath. It allows guys like Nick Chubb to do his thing underneath and and isolate those linebackers. Um, It allows a guy like David Njoku to be one-on-one with somebody who he's more physically dominant than. And and so – from that standpoint, you're always going to need somebody outside to stretch the field. Now, if you can do that and you can find ways to put pressure on every level of a defense, okay, then you'll be fine. But in the end, you're going to need those wideouts to make plays down the field to give the threat that we can go down the field. If they're not scared of who you got going down the field, you watch how close they get to the line of scrimmage. They start creeping down. Mm-hmm. I played with this. It start creeping down. I tell you what, when I was in Minnesota and I played with Randy Moss, Jake Reed, and Chris Carter, man, it felt naked in the box. It was naked. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a breeze in here? Is there a breeze? Yeah. I'm like, it's third and one, and, and I can count the amount of people in the box on one hand because they was terrified of what could happen to them down the field. So you got to give the appearance that you're going to put pressure on every level of the field so that those individuals who are dominant, those individuals who can make plays, have the ability to do so. But that's all you want to do. You want to isolate guys. You want to isolate players uh, or either running backs to get isolated on linebackers, tight ends to get isolated on linebackers. You got, uh, I mean, come on, look. I don't want to talk bad about that school down south. <laughs> Whoa! But every now and then, a wide out come across Eli Apple. Man, listen, hey, hey, no, no, back up, son. Back up, son. There will be no hey. Ohio State standard <laughs> on this back show. Up, hey, stop it! Don't do that. Do hey. not do that. Hey. Stop. By the way, hey, for the record, no, I don't Apple hear. played pretty well overall. Thank was, you. Leave it at that. I don't need no buts. I don't need no buts. He played well I mean, overall. We, Stop uh, it right no, there. No, no, no. We got a decent move on. Mikey McNuggets, please ask your question. We can go pound for pound. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Let's start. Where do you want us to begin? The disrespect. Oh, my God. Hey, Leroy. How many teams has he played for? What they got to do with it? Hey, the back. Is he actively employed? That's the question. Yo, yo, oh yeah, no, 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 okay. I'm not that's, look. That, that's all that matters. Look, if you, if you, if you in the NFL, you amongst the elite. Thank you. He started for a team that went to the Super Bowl. He's so. still starting there. So, Mikey, what you got? I wish he wasn't, but <laughs> look at his face. That was, hey, hey listen, that was, <laughs> hey, that there. was cold. That was cold, though, man. See, Tyvis, you got to have him come up with some names, bro. He name dropped your boy. He, he got him out, out, out the books. You got to you gotta come with a roster full of Z, Michigan Z, guys. Z, we've you been just holding. Z, 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 I'm been, more classy Z, than that. Z, we've been holding. No. Let me tell you the backstory. Let me tell you the backstory on Eli Apple. Here's the deal. Hold on. I'm going to tell you the story as to why I said Eli Apple. 
because he played in New Orleans and he was talking about <laughs> New Orleans all bad, right? He said something. He sent a tweet out. Uh, he's all like, the food ain't that good, the city ain't that good, or whatever. He said, the fans didn't like me, and I. Yeah. So I replied. I never replied. <laughs> and I replied. I said, perhaps you would enjoy the food better if you had played better, mm. right? Because look, he's had his problems. He had yeah. his issues in secondary. Yeah. Let, let's be clear. Yeah. So that's how it, that's how it started. So that's why I just threw a little Eli Apple out. Just right. just Mike here. Look at Leroy. He, Mike, gonna, he threw a little Ohio he, he State song on his shoulder. He's going to watch this Leroy after he makes <laughs> yeah. a play. He's going to tweet you. Mikey's got the it's last okay. question that will wrap up with Leroy. Go ahead, Mike. Leroy, when do you start to get worried about all these preseason injuries, especially in camp and the non-contact ones? It seems like the Browns are getting hit hard early by the injury bug. Like the four box. Like, you know like how many flat. times I say, oh, Bill, Miami, I got to miss two days. Oh, Miami. Come on. It's, it's camp. It's camp. When, when guys, look, when guys start getting that feeling, when, when it start getting close to September, or when you get to put that uniform on, when you get to put that uniform on with your name in the back and you get to go into the stadium, watch how healthy guys get. <laughs> it's something about game day, right? It's something about game time. That's in any sport. Practice sucked. I ain't going to lie. I hated practice. But guess what? If it meant I had to put in a couple of days to get to Sunday, you got my attention. So as soon as they start playing them games, as soon as they start competing, as soon as they – don't worry. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. You you know what they probably say here? Let me tell you how many times. G. Bush, if you go out there and you start asking them questions, he said, well, this is what they're going to say. If the game was on Sunday, I'd probably be able to play. <laughs> <laughs> right? if, if it was Sunday, I'd be ready to go. <laughs> That's a good one. That's hey, exactly what we gonna hey, say. You know you gonna hear it. You gonna hear it. You gonna hear it. Playing the game, I play today. Yeah, man. I'm telling you what. Look, yeah. check this out. We played, and and you know you always fly to the game the day before the game, right? For some reason. We played Indianapolis on a Thursday or Friday, and Bill said, it's camp. We just going to fly out there the morning of the game. So Ooh. we flew out the morning of the game, mm. right, Ooh. went to the hotel and took a nap, and then went and played the damn football game, <laughs> right? That's, that's... Now, what? my big ass was playing Gunner, right? Ooh. I played Gunner. Really? Yeah. You got that's down terrible. the field like that? Yes, sir. You can beat Mr. the Look. Listen, I remember one time Bill oh, came pull to me some and said, film up. I wasn't I wasn't really playing at the time and Bill came to me and said, Hey, you think you and I said yes. He said, You don't even know what I say, but I said, But I need to get on the field. We'll I figure feel. it out when I get out there. I need to see you guys. I some didn't tape. know it was Gunner. <laughs> you, I so need to see this. I am not playing Gunner. I'm running down. Woo! I'm running down. Yeah. I'm doubling twins. I say, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Miami, because you know I ain't used to run. I ain't used to run it all out, right? I get to the sideline. I use that line. I say, Bill, if it was game day, I could probably finish the game. But you know, hey, we got to be careful with this one. We sat on the sideline. Hey, man, you do what you got to do. Did you make the tackle? That's what I did. You force him to the oh, sideline to make hey, the tackle. So, so look. So one preseason, we were playing Atlanta. And, yeah. you know, they put the two little guys out there. I got these big-ass shoulder pads. You know, I'm trying to shake them with the shoulder pads. I'm running down the field, and I'm getting free, right? 
So the play over, the guy fed catch, boom, boom, boom. Little guys keep hitting me. Boom, boom, boom. They kept hitting me. I said, hey, man, y'all got one more time for that, and then it's going to be problems. Punt again. Boom, boom, boom. They hit me again. So the third time, <laughs> the third time I was playing Gunner, I got in the three-point stands like old school. <laughs> right? <laughs> and they said, oh, big fella man. I say, I don't know which one of y'all I'm going to get. <laughs> But one of y'all about to get got, right? <laughs> and I went after the one guy, and we had a melee on the field. <laughs> and Phil said, we don't need this. You need to do your job and contain. I said, well, if it, uh, guess what? I, I used my line again. Yeah. If it, it was, was game gay. day, <laughs> if it was game day, I would have took care of my business. But it's preseason. I got to make my point. Leroy, great stories as always. We appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you next week, all right? Thanks, all right, buddy. Man. Hi, Leroy. Right, Leroy. My boy. Right. Great to chat with Leroy as always. He's always got good stories. This is your man. He, he's got funny stuff. Hey, no, hey, he be bringing that fire, bro. Always. He be, he, hey, man, he be bringing the fire, bro. All right.